Hey, this is Heather. Hey, this is Liz. This week for Keanu Weeks, we dive into The Matrix 1999. Is it real? Did we take the red pill? Did we take the blue pill? I don't know. Let's hit that music. talk about the matrix well that's the thing everybody thinks we're falling into the matrix so let's talk about the matrix because this is week three of keanu weeks celebrating heather's birthday and by the way it is your birthday happy birthday is it it's yeah. there yeah it Woo-hoo. is <laughs> i'm glad i got finally got your box in the mail i've been collecting stuff for you for about a year and a half so i've got um Two birthday cards, one said 2020 and one said 2020. <laughs> it's been a pandemic, y'all. I didn't go to the post office for a very long time. When I And I apologize because uh, the pollen is killing me right now. And uh, this is the first time I've had even remotely a hint of a voice in a couple of days. So you get the ASMR weird phone sex version of Liz today. You so. know what, though? It will get us more followers. So deal well, that's with the it. thing. Like, uh, if you'd like to hear me talk like this more often, I'd be happy to put this on our Patreon. So yeah. uh, hit us up on patreon.com slash nerdy bitches and become a subscriber. And you can hear us say weird things in ASMR voices. Oh, not me. My voice is too high pitched. But uh, you could bring it down a notch. It'd be fine. Just sit out. Just sit outside in the sun. Under the pollen trees. Yeah, yeah, that would do it. (laughs) But anyway, back to the Matrix. So we are celebrating all Keanu all the time. Yeah. So it's been a delight. I think uh, with the exception of Bill and Ted's, we're trying to hit the pinnacle Keanu movies, right? Yeah. Even though uh, when Steve and Izzy from Everything I Learned from Movies were on, they were like kept naming these other ones. And I was like, when? Shit. Forgot about Dracula. I forgot. We only have four weeks to encompass an entire career. And Keanu Reeves is a vampire, so it, he looks younger in The Matrix than he did in Point Break. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. But maybe we're also starting to get more towards a better quality of film than what we had in 1991, so that could be it, too. Okay, so speaking of all things weird and that are not correct, uh, The Matrix. Now, we probably don't need to recap The Matrix because everybody's effing seen The Matrix, and if you haven't... Go watch The Matrix instead of listening to the show because it is great. <laughs> it's on HBO Max. It's delightful. I, it's Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say just stop at the first one. Now, yes, yes it's a trilogy. Stop at the first one. You can watch the whole trilogy, blah, 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 and get the whole story. You won't like it, it as much as you do. Yeah, it's just not as fun. Because you know what makes The Matrix The Matrix? The fucking Matrix. Stay right. inside of it. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Yeah, that was that was the whole thing about this. Because this movie ends on the kind of Neo ascends to almost a Morpheus kind of character. And there's like, here's all the possibility and things that could be, right? And it ends. It is like fly away into the thing. Oh, we said spoilers, right? And spoilers. Anyway, um, yeah. it's also well, 20 plus And we just old, basically so. told people to stop listening to our show if they haven't seen That's it. True. So no matter That's what, true. spoilers okay. are covered. Yeah. Spoilers, spoilers, don't come at me. But anyway, so because it ends like that, it's like, you know, um, it's like Divergent, right? Like where it ends and it was good. It was like, that was a satisfying conclusion. That was fantastic. And then they come along and make another one that sucks. And you're like, well, you just fucked up with it. what was there and what I really liked. I'm still mad at you, Veronica Roth. It's been six years. Still mad. But 
same kind of thing I thought with the second and third Matrix movies. Like I didn't really, I didn't like them. Like the storyline wasn't as good. It just got weird and I wasn't a big fan, but I love the original one. I also love Hugo Weaving and I think we need to just have like a Hugo Weaving marathon day because oh, Paul and I have done that. that before and it's delightful. So. Mm-hmm. so Matrix came out in 99. So I think most of our movies are, are five years apart from each other, except for John Wick, which we'll get to yeah. uh, next week. Um, and the Wachowskis um, directed it. And I thought that this was a good, just like you're saying, standalone movie. Mm-hmm. And, and really it was the second and third ones that really, I don't know, it pushed, it pulled away from the, the, the shine that was the Matrix. Now, that being said, it's a lot like the prequels, right? Where people shun the prequels, but then use the prequels as explanation for everything when you have questions about it. So right. like they, they still wanted that information. They just wanted it in another format. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't want any of this information in another format. It didn't, didn't, I don't, yeah. it didn't do it. It didn't add anything for me. And it was yeah. like, why? I, th- I mean, that was the whole point of the first movie was that we kind of beat the we beat the agents, right? Like we, we beat the matrix and we as humans are going to you know, flourish and thrive and it'd be great. And and now we have, you know, our future's not set, you know, we can do the things, but holy shit, there's a fourth film. Yeah. It's coming out or it just came out or yeah. I it's coming it. out for it released December 22nd, 2021. I wonder if it's going to be like based on the uh, video games or the comic books. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not interested. I don't. I hope it takes place in the fucking Matrix because that's what's so cool about this. So, all right. We, we've kind of talked about this. So, uh, um, I forgot what uh, Keanu's name is when he's not Neo. Neo. No, not oh, when he's uh, uh, Anderson. Uh, yeah, the, like the most boring like white person name ever. Uh, I, I cannot hear anyone say that name without saying it in. Mr. Anderson. A, yeah, agent, whatever's <laughs> Mr. Anderson every time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I went to a party once where the, a girl, the uh, couple dressed up, when he, one dressed up as uh, – uh, Trinity and the other one dressed up as like Agent Smith, and I was like, "Why would you dress up as Agent Smith and not Neo?" Like, I would also Neo's like to know how many <laughs> eighteen to twenty-one year olds there are right now who are named Trinity because of this movie. Because my best friend back in the day actually named her first daughter Trinity after this movie. So, yeah, wow, she's got a lot to live up to. Does yes, but okay. So I guess the major. So I guess uh, Keanu or Thomas Anderson is a hacker, and it's like when he's he's doing his hacker business, he has to like hand it over to people on zip drives. Well, that's <laughs> like, what you did back in the day. I mean, the internet was very new. No, I mean that cracked me up. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, he has to actually come to your house. All yeah, right? but and we're not talking zip drives like a USB flash drive. No, no, we're no. talking one that went into an actual zip drive. It was a, it was bigger than a floppy disk. I Omega. Yeah. By the way, because it's the the Matrix, that's the only thing that really was like, okay, this is it. Couldn't be take place now, right? Um. And you could easily get around a lot of these things. But so it was supposed to take place in 1999, which is when the movie came out. And um, so I liked this very beginning. And you could see the filter that they had on real world and then had a filter on on Matrix world. Yeah. Green. And it's kind of green. Yeah, yeah. it's a, you could kind of see it like in, in some of their eyes would uh, mm-hmm. glow with that color. It's because like me was, on a Zoom call. Just yes. Reflecting in the glasses. It's fine. 
All right. So, okay. So that's our own personal matrix hail, right? When mm-hmm. we're in our cyber hanging out room, which yep. is a Zoom call or something similar, it's very hard to actually connect the same way. It is very weird. Like, I, that's the thing. I need media training on, like, where to look. Like, I, I don't know. I do weird, shifty things with my eyes. And that's the thing. Over the last year, as we have been in this pandemic hell, everyone has had to learn how to do all of this stuff that they didn't know how to do before. Like, we are not really video aficionados. We we don't make a lot of videos and that kind of thing. But you had to learn how to do all of this extra technology. And I think, you know, well, looking at it from their perspective, it was like, good God, you could talk to people and it was, you know, wow, it's not a telephone. That's amazing. Like, we would be so fucked in the Matrix today because there are no phones anywhere. Yeah. Where would oh, you go is, for your extraction? Literally nowhere. And Yeah, because you need a landline. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, it's going to end up being is like some kind of sewage thing or like... <laughs> Yeah. Also, I I noticed when we were watching this movie, and every time I, especially with the Kiana ones, but some of the other ones, we like we noticed it with Wandavision. There's weird little Easter eggs in there. So the company that Neo works for, Thomas Anderson works for, is called Metacortex. Hmm. And I just thought that you know that was so meta in itself and like weirdly brainy because the whole <laughs> I mean seriously, but like the whole yeah. point of the Matrix is to bypass what your brain would really actually see or feel or know yep so i just i don't know i thought that was funny because and i never i'd never noticed it before in any other screening because who fucking pays attention to what name is on the building like who cares but we do this show and we like to point out weird things so there you go you're welcome I'm glad you did. I did. Uh, So Mr. Anderson has two lives, right? Mm -hmm. He's a hacker and he also works in an office job that steals his soul uh, during the day and pays his taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you gotta, you gotta feel better about something. If everything else you're doing is criminal, then. Well, well, I I liked it that Agent Smith was like, and you pay your taxes. Like, 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 Like how dare you? Many people not. Probably because he realizes how stupid it is. Like we're just exchanging uh, bits of data back and forth for each other just to survive. Right. Anyway, um, so I guess Neo has stumbled across this thing called the Matrix, but he hasn't figured out what it is. And somehow Trinity gets to him through his psychic computer. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And then um, in order to go do your your hacker business, one, weirdos show up at your house. I know. It's like, like uh didn't you see the net? Like, no, you have to have a drop point I know. or something. See, that, I know that was what the one thing is like in current day, you would be completely anonymous. So you couldn't send the cops to the place where you got your illegal right. goods. But also, would you really follow your weirdo hacker clients to a club in the middle of the night? I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. And he didn't seem to be enjoying his Rob Zombie dance. Uh, I, dance I enjoyed it a lot. I, I was, <laughs> and then Trinity walks in. And I was like, is this just what people wear to clubs in 1999? Because like this shit's awesome. <laughs> I, I think it was actually, or or after this movie, it certainly was. I know that there were yeah. a lot. Of, this was this was really like the dawn of the pleather pant. Oh, I had a pair of pleather. I can't even say it. <laughs> Heather has a pair of pleather plants. <laughs> pants. <laughs> I do love a good pleather plant. It's fine. Uh, yeah, but I had ones that were like snake print, and I was like, of "Yeah, this shit did. is awesome." With platform shoes, of course. And I mean, I bet, I bet your lipstick was brown. It was so brown, super brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and, the 90s. and by the by the way, my hair is very blonde, so it really was an odd look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Oh, something I would like to mention about this, because we're about to meet Morpheus for the first time, who is Lawrence Fishburne, who we all know and love from all the Lawrence Fishburne things. I cannot look at him without remembering that he actually played Cowboy Curtis on Pee-wee's Playhouse back yep. in the day. And every time I see him being cool as Morpheus, all I can do is think back to Cowboy Curtis with his cherry curl hair under a cowboy hat. And it was like, wow. Yeah, I I see when I see Lawrence Fishburne. Wait, is it? That's his name, yeah. Yes. I don't know why I have a tough time with his name because I keep thinking Lawrence of Arabia. I have no idea why. <laughs> I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia. Not the same. But, Not the yeah. same. Um, but, you know, I mean, who the hell uses their first name, Lawrence? It's Larry, dude. Well, he was okay. he was Larry Fishburne for Cowboy Curtis. So uh, there you go. Completely different guy. Mm-hmm. And maybe he was like, well, now I got to class it up. Well, here's the deal. If you're known as Cowboy Curtis and you want to do a serious acting career, you got to change your name. Because yeah. this was before the Internet was big. So now I'm Lawrence Fishburne. You've never heard of me before. I don't know who Larry Fishburne is or why yeah. he was wearing that outfit. He does not exist. Yeah. Um, but Morpheus is awesome. Yes. Um, so I always see him in this role. Even when he's in Hannibal, I, was, I still is like, oh, it's Morpheus. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so luckily I don't have the Cowboy Curtis stuck in my head. Uh, well, I, I had forgotten about it completely until I was forcing my niece, Maddie, to watch a couple of episodes of Pee Wee's Playhouse. I was like, this is what we watched when we were your age. She's like, y'all are fucked up. Like, this is weird. I'm like, yeah. You got to make her watch the movie. <laughs> the movie's actually, I don't know. I, I, enjoy, I still good. enjoy the movie. I but, agree. I agree. But we the Playhouse it- was just like somebody's acid trip. It was bizarre. Yes, um, it was definitely because at least you know he had all of his uh, what are they, the Rube Goldberg machines set up to make him a fucking egg for breakfast or whatever, and that was entertaining to watch. But at least the couch didn't talk to him. He didn't have <laughs> some guy's disembodied head in a box that he talked to. <laughs> like, you know. yeah, it really was fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, in fact, like, and and it makes me think, like, how was this a kids' show? I don't know, but we need to do a whole episode on that because there were a lot of things that happened in our childhoods that like, what the fuck? Like, why was this a thing? Yeah. So we'll put that on our list of uh, what the fucks uh, from. That should just be an episode. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So I I liked going back to the Matrix, okay? Um, At this point, though, we hadn't really met – we hadn't met Morpheus. We just knew of his existence and for some reason – Right, they had a uh, phone call at one point. Yeah, but no, when when Trinity and uh, the other two show up in the big car and like kidnap him or whatever, and then they have to go get that bug out of his body. out of his belly button. I almost died because yeah, it's I got still. a belly button thing anyway. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to think about something going in or out of it. But the whole thing was just like nightmare fodder. Oh, I know. I, and this that was kind of pretty advanced CGI at the time. Yeah. But the when he was being questioned and his and his mouth sewed shut. Oh my god, the worst. I was just like, oh, that, that didn't hold up. But uh-uh. everything else basically did. So, um, yeah, so also um we have a uh, 
a nerdy bitch's alumni in this movie or alumnus in this movie. So the guy who plays Dr. Heller on the Meg is one of the agents. He also plays Longmire if you watch that show. And oh. it was so funny to watch him in this because now he's like this kind of like burly cowboy type. Like he's got that Robert Redford gristle uh-huh. thing happening. But to see him all slicked back as one of the two non-Hugo weaving agents was like, oh my God, that's hysterical. His name is Robert Taylor. And, you know, the idea was, I mean, your first shot of the agents was like, they all look alike. Uh-huh. And you don't realize how much that plays into later in the movie the first time you see it. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so basically, Neo makes a decision that he wants to learn more about the Matrix. And, and uh, apparently Morpheus does have a way of making sure that you couldn't track people back to him. He's got his, he's got, uh, he's smarter than having people knock at his door for a zip drive. Yeah. Yeah. You don't put your address on the internet. Yeah. And also like, again, those guys were creepy as fuck. Do you really want to know where they, you know, they want them to know where you live. I don't think so. Exactly. I would also like to put in a, a quick aside here because this was all back in the day before, we had much in the way of internet to explain our movies to us or we're watching things with like subtitles on your TV, like closed caption style. I spent the first 10 years of this movie thinking his name was Neil. Shut up. Neo. Neil. Really? I did. Yeah. I was like, I don't understand this at all. Like his name was Thomas. Why did you switch to Neil? That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God, I'm a dumbass. Like, it's fine. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, he, so, uh, by the way, at this point, Morpheus gives him the red and the blue pills Mm -hmm. and you get to decide which one, uh, to take. I totally would be like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm taking blue. Yeah. Give me back. Um, people weren't sewing my mouth shut and putting bugs in my belly button. Right. I don't need to be a part of any of this. Exactly. So it's like, there's, yes, I, I would do that. I'm pretty sure. But then there's also that big part of me from the other movies that's like, I'm going to push that button. Yeah. I I don't know why, but it's there and I'm going to push it, even though I know it'll most likely do either really bad things or nothing at all. But I'm going to have to push it. So Yeah. This scene where he wakes up in the pod um, in just, you know, like a seed. Yeah. About countless other people, right? Yeah. In, a, in some kind of network. Anyway, so then what was it? Something with big long metal things pulls him out. Or no, he's flushed. He's, he's picked up and he's picked up and flushed, right? They're like, what the fuck happened here? Oh, well, flush him out. Yeah, something. Like he, he wakes up, sees all this stuff and like pulls the, starts pulling the tubes out, right? Because he's mm-hmm. connected to this farm by this, you know, tubing system all down his spine and everything. And then the guy comes up and I think you're right. I think it's just like, eh, reject, like meow, flush him. So, yeah. So he gets flushed down the toilet and Morpheus finds him. That's what happens when your goldfish goes belly up. You just flush him. It's fine. One of the takeaway, like the key moments right here is when you start figuring out shit is when uh, he's like, man, my eyes hurt. And Morpheus says, well, it's the first time you've ever used them. Yeah. That's when you're like, oh, shit. Oh, you know, it starts to dawn on you. Yeah. It's like my body's not my body. How do we know red is red and blue is blue? Like that. My brain Mm -hmm. starts to go into those patterns. I'm like, how do I know that what I see is green? Yeah. Is what someone else sees as green. We know we both know that this box is green, but what does it look like to me versus someone who's colorblind or whatever? Like it's it's just start to fuck with your head, in my yeah. opinion. 
I, I, and that's, that was what was so cool about this movie was that, uh, that moment where obviously it flipped reality around a little bit. And you saw it a bit at the very beginning when Trinity was in the Matrix, you know, when she was fighting. Yeah. And she was able to jump up and then the camera would zoom around her. Um, that was a lot think- of cool stuff. Like we got a lot of this crouching tiger, hidden dragon kind of aerial type things and this was the first real movie that did it this was the movie that did that what do they call it bullet time yeah um and it was incredible but then you realize that it wasn't a camera trick well it obviously is a camera trick but it wasn't a like a directorial decision to do that to show how fast she was going it was actually her modifying the matrix which was fucking phenomenal when you come to that realization anyway (laughs) Yeah, it's it's oh, I just I sorry. This is just a great show. I I hadn't watched it in several years. I don't think I haven't seen. Well, let's see. Like I said, Paul and I decided to do. We didn't decide. Okay, I didn't decide to do this. I was watching the movie Babe, uh, as you do, with you know the one with the pig on the farm or whatever. And I realized that Hugo Weaving was the voice of the dog Rex in this movie, and so I was like. <gasps> I love him. I should watch The Matrix and then I should watch The Lord of the Rings. And like I just went on this like Hugo, Hugo weaving deep dive. Like it was mm-hmm. it was kind of funny, but it happens. Yep. But yep. I love I love I and yes, I hadn't seen it before that in many years. Because again, those other two came out and I'm one of those like if I watch one movie, I'm probably going to need to watch all of them. So I just didn't want to do that, but I just watched the first one. I was like, "Oh, that's right. The first one is great." And I love, you know, going into this when he wakes up and he's kind of getting used to his new person outside of the Matrix, you know, this real life, you know, flesh and blood kind of thing. And they start putting him through the training simulators. Uh, That was so cool. I was like, these are great. That is what I need. I just need somebody to plug me in and put all the info in my head. That's what I need. Like that. Well, would it's a good amazing. thing you decided to take the red pill then, because I would be back, you know, at my uh, boring office job doing my boring, boring office job things, and you'd be freaking learning kung fu via recliner chair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the whole ship of the Nebuchadnezzar, other than the Matrix part and the and the holodeck. Yep. Really, kind of seemed kind of gloomy. Yeah. But then he realized that you can just get plugged in at any time to whatever you want to do and learn whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of fun. I think the whole, they would have had to explain the whole, we only eat gruel thing to me before I took the red pill, because I just don't think I could handle that. Well, but you saw um, that you could easy go into the matrix and pretend to eat another food. Right. You could. But again, having yeah. to actually physically eat, because again, that just makes you think you ate. Like your body still has to be nourished on the outside. And unless someone is sitting there spoon feeding you gruel while you're eating steak. Also, exactly how, did, I don't remember what his name is, the guy who rats them all out. How uh, does Cypher. he even get into the Matrix to have this secret meeting and set up all of this duplicitous bullshit? Like, didn't they have to, didn't Tank have to plug him in? That's what I was wondering too, because um, he, obviously works the night shift. So most people are asleep. So he could have gotten in, but I don't know how he got out unless maybe he gives himself like an adrenaline uh, thing on time. I don't know. I feel like that, that was missing, uh, missing explanation, yeah. but I'm sure there I could need, be a pretty I need quick more one. background on that kind of stuff. Like, do you just say, Hey guys, I got a job interview. I got to go into the matrix. Bye. Like, and, and also whoever's awake can see what you're doing. Like, 
if they can read that matrix thing. Yeah. Which like, they all could. Yeah. You know what? So that's always so weird to me when people can read binary code and tell you what the number is. Like, yeah. you know what? I know two. I know two. <laughs> I know in binary. And off. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got. Like, uh, so um, I'm out. Like, yeah, I can I'm, count to two. I would I'm just done. be looking at it forever. Like, oh, yeah, I totally. Totally see yeah, it yeah. now. Yeah. So hold on. Let me let it. me let me make some tick marks and then. No, honestly, okay. it might get to be like, you know, like when we're editing a podcast episode, I can see where certain things are. Like I can mm-hmm. say, okay, there. I don't even have to listen to it to know that this particular mark is going to be a tick that needs to come out because you just get used to seeing that kind of stuff over and over. And so I could probably do a lot of our editing just even visually. I think I think you would just naturally pick some stuff over time. But I also think it would be like me looking at a French textbook going, voulez-vous, I got nothing. Maybe, you know, that's why hackers and things like that are are able to, you know, because they've been coding and writing in code and reading code. Right. And so that's why they are always the ones that are picked up. You know, they didn't pick up anybody that was not a hacker. Uh, Trinity was a hacker before she became on the Nebuchadnezzar. I don't know what Morpheus was. Well, you wouldn't pick up like a retail therapist. Like you just wouldn't. You probably yeah. wouldn't seek those people out to be part of your matrix posse. Yeah, because maybe you get to a certain level of hacking where you realize that there is something more sentient behind it. And right. then that's when you start to freak out a little bit. And then that's when Morpheus comes along. Right. My theory. That's uh, so there you go. Yeah. Um, it seems good. Now, uh, once he learns to Kung Fu and um, so this was cool, man. Lawrence Fishburne, or I'm, I'm going to use their Just character names. Morpheus, yeah. yeah, Morpheus and and Neo um, fighting, and then you start to see the evolution of Neo's abilities was was incredible. That was this whole scene, the whole kung fu scene between these two is probably one of my favorite scenes from pretty much anything. Like it's yeah. just it's so iconic. And it's amazing. And you also, like you said, you start watching Neo get over the whole physical aspect of things, right? Yeah. You know certain rules about how physical space works. However, it's really just in your mind because you're in this matrix and you can do anything. There are rules you can break, there are rules you can bend, and there are rules that you can't mess with at all. But if you're the one, you're basically the architect of the whole system, come back or whatever, you do what the fuck you want. You can rewrite it however you want. You yeah. just have to graph it properly. You have to find the right pixels and put them in the right space because it's a video game, basically. Yep. And he he was able to jump, um, uh, you know, like jump back up and do things that your body physically wasn't able to do yeah. because of that change. Now, uh, this is also where they, they try and get him to jump across the entire uh, a building. Uh, yeah. yeah, from building to building. And it's like over like 18 lanes or something ridiculous. Yeah. And he knows it's possible, but still he's having a tough time with it. So I thought that was also a good, uh, a good point that they put into the show yeah. to go like, he didn't start, he's not invincible yet. Right. Like he has talent, but he still needs to hone it and he still has, he's still fallible. Yeah. Um, that's when they bring in the oracle. So apparently there's an oracle in the matrix that tells people the future. She makes cookies. It makes cookies. And then, you know, the, the little uh, Padawans are bending spoons <laughs> with their mind. The potentials. Yeah. That part was kind of a little weird to me. And that part, though, is more like the Matrix 2 and 3 than any of the rest of it. Because it's so oracle-based and fate and blah, right. blah, blah. Um, program code. <laughs> right. Exactly. There is no uh, spoon. 
So Morpheus has trained up Neo, though, pretty much. Um, the Oracle tells him he is not the one. And Morpheus is like, I don't care. Whatever she said to you is not what I, I, I believe. And she said it for whatever you needed to hear. So so then you're like, well, what's the point of even putting this scene in the fucking movie if none of it makes any difference? Anyway, right. that was my thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's that. And then, you know, it does come back later. They're like, okay, that's what you needed to hear at that time. And I think yeah. that becomes a big thing in any sort of prophe- prophecy fulfilling kind of situation is if you just tell somebody like Harry Potter or whatever, you're the yeah. one, you're the one who has to do it all. It's a lot to put on somebody right away. And especially someone who has no basis of belief in whatever the system is, it's a lot and they're going to fail. They're not going to do the thing and then it's going to become whatever the opposite of a self-fulfilling prophecy is, <laughs> the opposite of that. Yeah. But if you do like what they did here and say, yeah, it's, it's not you. So just do your life, do your thing, but understand that Morpheus is still going to think it's you and he's going to sacrifice his life for yours. So you have to decide, is it more important for you to survive, which is a selfish thing that we all have in us, it's self-preservation, or this Morpheus who we need to continue getting us where we have to go, is he the one like that yes. needs to survive? And that means you're going to have to do something and, and give something up for that. And so I think once you start thinking into those, you know, get out of your own head and thinking about what's good for everything and everybody, not just for yourself, that you can then grow into the character you're supposed to be. Yeah. But yes, good point. It could have been Neville Longbottom, but it was, (laughs) (laughs) but it was Neil. But because Um, you got marked, it's now you. Yeah. At the end of the day, at this time, while they are in the matrix, this is when the agents come in because Cypher has basically set them up. Yep. Uh, Cut the line uh, for it coming back and the agents come and they get Morpheus. And that was basically their idea was because they wanted to get into Zion, which is some um, city in the middle of the world, right. Earth, in the middle of the Earth. It's the and, only human population, basically, the real yeah. the real people. So he gets kidnapped. Luckily, Tank is able to kill Cypher and then reconnect everybody. So everybody else other than Morpheus gets out. But Cypher but, kills Dozer. And that was so it, sad. It was so sad. Who was sad. just there trying to protect his baby brother. It was like... So the rest of them, you're kind of thinking, all right, the Matrix isn't real, so why do you die when you die in there? But, like, this was in the real world. And so we're like, we lost Dozer. Yeah. So. But also, I mean, what they said is, you know, if you, do you die in the Matrix, do you die in real life? Your body can't survive without your mind. And that's really true. Yeah. You know, if your body thinks, if your brain thinks you're dead, the body's going to just go, okay, we're dead. You know? I don't know if I agree, because you can be brain dead and your body's still alive. Well, you can be, but. They don't have them set up on a ventilator and doing things. Because again, when you're brain dead, your body usually isn't just living on its own. You're usually on machines or something else is happening for all of those automatic processes to continue going because your brain's not doing it. It's not firing the synapses it needs to make you breathe or make your heart beat on a consistent basis or whatever. So I I think that a lot, though, of the premises, a premise of this movie is based on the old wives tale that if you die in a dream, you die in reality. Of course. And and I don't think that's true. But I I can understand that it's not it's not a leap to say that this could happen here. And especially when you see how complicated the matrix is. And, And if you start thinking about getting too deep into it like holy shit 
so if I died here, really, I'm just getting flushed out of some electrode. <laughs> You're like, ew. Yeah. Bye-bye, goldfish. So, anyway, so at this point, though, we're full on into the movie. Neo is trained up, and now he has a mission because he's got to go get Morpheus back. Yep. The rest of this movie is the reason why this movie is the greatest movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all crazy and awesome. Yeah, it's just awesome uh, action, more of that bullet timing, awesome clothes, sunglasses. I mean, everything. I know. I was like, The Matrix, sponsored by Ray-Ban. <laughs> it was funny when, you know, because uh, Morpheus has those sunglasses without the... Um, no sides, yeah. Without the sides that wrap around the ears. Makes complete sense. So then I'm thinking, Keanu, why isn't your uh, sunglasses like that? Because it seems like those would be more efficient. Mm-hmm. And you obviously are not attached to the whole physics of keeping glasses up. Maybe so. he's still new. He's still trying to figure it out. Why are they wearing clothes at all? Wouldn't that be more disarming to the person you're fighting? Well, I don't know how easy you can blend in. They're not blending in with what they're wearing. Nobody's wearing a like full length leather duster. You know, if they want to blend in, they could be in like board shorts. I was just wearing his outfits from Point Break. (laughs) But no, they are wearing full leather everything. Yeah. Again, in 1999, that was just becoming a thing. Like it wasn't. I don't know if they, it was becoming a thing or if it became a thing because of the Matrix. I don't know. It's hard to remember back that far. I'm very old. It was it was still awesome. I mean, there's just really no, oh, yeah. well, no it, denying it. It looked so cool. And that was the yeah. thing is if you're going to be whoever you want to be, wouldn't you choose to look cool? Like, yeah. I mean, if I had an avatar of myself, she's probably not wearing what I am currently wearing. You know, yeah. she's not wearing pajamas <laughs> all the time. And if they are... They are super cute pajamas, not whatever t-shirt I happen to throw on and some pair of pants. All right. So they're going to rescue Morpheus. That was awesome. You know, any they're armed to the teeth is the only way I could really say. And they have duffel bags of additional ammo and things with, the, yeah. with them. Um, they go into the what looked like the basement of a Wells Fargo. <laughs> right. It just was, you know, had those marble things. and yeah, it was and, like a bank building, very much. Yeah, and I loved that the security guard was like, hey. Beep, beep. <laughs> yeah, they clearly don't care about killing innocents in yeah. the Matrix uh, because they did. Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. A lot. And it's like, think about it. Every time when I was thinking about this time, I'd never thought about it before. Every time they kill somebody, they get, that person's going to get flushed. Exactly. So they really are killing him. So they weren't giving him a choice. So I guess in their mind, they're saving him for the afterlife or something, which is a very problematic viewpoint. Or maybe they're thinking, hey, every less person is one less jewel of power that runs this giant matrix machine. I don't yeah. Know. So they all deserve to die. Okay. I mm, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's beside the point. That's not part of the movie. It's just we're just thinking about it that yep, yep. Uh, they, they just randomly kill a lot of people. But this was awesome. Them shooting up this lobby and then they just get on the elevator like, no big deal. NBD. Yep. yep. I love this bullet time, by the way, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big it, fan. it is so cool. And then fast forward 10 years, they figured out how to do it in, during live sports on television. And I was like, you know what? We are living in the Matrix. Yep. Uh, this, none of the shit's real anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Every time I see one of those, like, America's Got Talent, and it's like the people doing the aerial acrobatics, and it's all slow-mo. I'm like, how weird is this and boring watching it, like, sitting in the theater? 
Like, I mean, I'm sure it's still exciting and whatever, but it's so much more entertaining when they get that one slow-mo flip through the thing. Yeah. Or the dog doing a backflip in super slow-mo. Yeah. Yep. And then because also, and this happens with basketball games too, the sounds that are made distract, right? Right. So like at a basketball game, you're squeak, 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 squeak. And then like when you see like a gymnast or something, you hear a lot of boom. Boom, right, thuds. Yeah. yeah, and and it was like it's not as fun as just stepping back, putting some music on, and like slowing exactly. it down. Yeah. Anyway, so life is better when it's on slow mo with the music in the background <laughs> and and heavily edited uh, for our enjoyment. So, yep. Anyway, good thing technology exists. Mm-hmm. This, by the way, though, was cream of the crop. Um, they get up to where where Morpheus is. Morpheus has been interviewed by Agent Smith. So the next part was pretty cool because instead of like going straight at uh, where Morpheus is, they go to the roof. Yeah. He dodges bullets. This is the first time somebody has been able to dodge bullets. They're like, um, you move like them. Yeah. So the agent and and Neo now have very similar skill sets, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, And then he's like, you want, want to fly a helicopter? Uh, and she's like, hold on. Right. Tank. <laughs> The patch. Let's go. I know. And then it takes like, let me look. And he's like, has a stack of physical media where right. he's like flipping through them. Here you go. Yeah. Cause they're all on zip drive. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine the knowledge of everything in the entire world on how to do anything? It's all on zip drives and like, don't like slam on the brakes real fast. Cause right. they're all going to fly. But see, um, then my brain goes to who built the Nebuchadnezzar? Where did they build it out of? Where'd they get the parts? How did they discover the technology? If they had all recently been plugged into a farm zone, these are questions I, that I have. But. Yeah. Origins, man, we need to know. Yep. Instead, they give us weird cave orgies. Like, I didn't need that. Yeah. Yeah, they did give us weird I didn't cave orgies. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's the that's the um, basis of all humanity is the cave orgy. Mm-hmm. All right. I, yeah. I get it. Anyway. It's um, like they should plug into that power because that would be much more electric than a whole bunch of people just asleep forever. Yeah. Um, but they do take the helicopter and they shoot a hole into the side of the building. As you do. Which was the coolest scene. And they shoot Morpheus not even once. Yeah. I don't know. That is. That uh, was impressive. Unrealistic. But yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But that, but that scene, because they showed not the the scene, not from the helicopter's point of view, they showed it from Morpheus's point of view. Right. (laughs) It was awesome. It was great. (laughs) So Morpheus gets out. Of course, there's blah, blah, blah. He almost falls. Da, 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 da. You know, everybody's about to get out. And somehow Neo gets shot. There they go to the subway to the payphone there. As Trinity's leaving, uh, Agent Smith teleports into the homeless dude's body and shoots the phone. So as soon as she gets through, he destroys the out. Yeah. And so then they have a, another brawl, which is great. But he did get shot yep. initially. And then you hear, you know, uh, Morpheus saying, it's not that he's as fast as them and he can dodge bullets. He won't even need to. Right. And then as soon as, I guess, Neo started realizing he was the one, he came back. and, and- Well, he died, one. And Trinity's like, um, here's the deal. The Oracle told me that I would fall in love with the one. And I'm in love with you. So get your fucking ass up and be alive. And he's like, okay. Like... <laughs> This keeps happening in movies with Keanu Reeves, or at least part of our Keanu Weeks group, is that there was this romantic relationship that was being built for the whole two hours doesn't actually seem to be a built 
during right. the whole two hours. Like it's it, was that, that did we did we do that? Like I could see he had a, a bit of a infatuation or interest in her, but it never seemed. I mean, yeah. there were like little yeah. things. He's like, you never brought me food. It's like, that's because you're a fucking creeper who tries yeah. to feel me up when I'm in my sleepy chair. I know. And that you know that happened so a lot creepy. with Cypher. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I know. And you know he's going to go back into the Matrix and be a fucking dentist. And then- just know it. <laughs> Except he died. So that was better. <laughs> yeah, yes. I forgot that he died. By the way, though, like, honestly... I can see his point. I mean, I don't see like the means where he got causes people to get killed, right, but he's right. like, you know what? I like it better. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Make me a celebrity and I'll get you whatever you want. Yeah. You know, uh, of course I don't think believe in selling out your friends no. uh, to get whatever you want, but I can see his lack of reluctance to do so. Sure. <laughs> well, he's a dick for one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know why they picked him to begin with. It's like, who wants this guy? And could you just say, Hey, you know what? You should go into this chair and we're going to send you and then somehow plug him back in or flush him because he's trash. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I'm just more likely to flush the friends. I don't know. <laughs> flush him. Anyway, um, so he comes back and he's even faster than he was before because now he believes he's the one. Right. Um, and when he's fighting the agents, he's like bored. Yeah, he's like turns to the side. I'm gonna fight you with one hand while I yawn. Put my other hand behind my back because it's only fair that way. Like, it's just like, eh, why are we even here? Like, so that's a, you know, I mean, there's little things left that continue the movie, but that's basically the movie. He he's the one, and now right. he has a mission, and he and, can fly. And, oh yeah. So the best parts about this movie, as I mentioned, were the Matrix. Um, so Neo did a spectacular job. Keanu did as well. You know, throw right, that yeah, in there. Yeah. Um, I, I did go to the Wikipedia page to get some facts about the cast members, actually to try and remember people's names because I'm terrible at it. Same. I just wanted to tell you about other people who were offered the role and turned it down. Oh, yes. Because to me, you can't separate Keanu from the Matrix anymore. Uh-uh. Like they're the same. They're just too iconic. The biggest one was Will Smith. Hmm. And he had skepticism over that bullet time because they were trying, I guess they were trying to envision it. And he said, no, you know, I'm going to do Wild Wild West instead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you know, choices. Yep. So now he did have a nice song in Wild Wild West. But other than that, I think that Matrix would have been, first of all, he would have killed it in the Matrix. He would have been awesome. But I'm glad Keanu got it. Well, his wife is in the second one. And the third yeah. one. Yeah. She's like, I am not turning this down. You turned it down. I'm not turning this down. Yeah. So in everything I learned from movies would be very upset that Nicolas Cage turned down the role. Mm. I could not remotely see him doing it. No, because he would do it crazy. He would, yeah. You know, I mean, I say that. I can't but stand he's, him. He, he's done some serious stuff that have been good. So, but I, he, I just don't think it would have worked for me. I did like him in Face Off, though, so I guess I can't... Uh, complain I don't don't think I can name a single movie that I've enjoyed him in I liked him I didn't even like him I I put up with him in the history of swear words on Netflix because I really really love swear words yeah I've enjoyed that so um Brad Pitt and Val Kimmer both turned down the role Mm, I could see that and then Keanu was like so fifth in line yeah and he won barely over Johnny Depp wow and Johnny Depp was the Wachowski's first choice the studio went for Keanu right so I think that they made a right decision. Oh, yeah. Although, you know, Johnny Depp, it may not have been as weird as we would expect. Mm. But 
Anyway, so Lawrence Fishburne was, I believe, the first choice. Sure. Well, and thank God for that, because it this gave him something uh, more iconic to be associated with than Cowboy Curtis. Yes. Well, so it does say that Gary Oldman was also considered for it. And Gary Oldman would have been good because he's sure. got that like old wiser. He's good in everything. Yeah, he's good in everything. And Sean Connery was not offered the role, but it was rumored. Why would uh, anybody want that? <sighs> he would that just word. be Sean Connery. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Sean Connery's never played a role that wasn't Sean Connery. Lawrence Fishman thought that the movie would never get made because it was too smart. And and you know what? I kind of agree because when I heard about this movie, people were like, you got to watch it twice to understand what's going on. So I went in there going, all right, I got to really pay attention. And then I was like, it wasn't that confusing. No. Yeah. Anyway, but but a lot of people told me I had to watch it twice. I didn't have to watch it twice. I did, but that's just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't have to watch it twice. Though every time I watch it, I do pick up something new. So there's that. That thought that was interesting. Can you imagine a completely different Matrix would have been with Will Smith? He would have brought something completely different than uh, Keanu. Um, Nicholas Cage obviously would have brought something completely crazy. Right. <laughs> Gary Oldman would have been completely different. Also, Janet Jackson was approached for Trinity. I could see that. Yeah. I, I you know, though, I, I haven't seen her, like, seriously act, but, man, she can dance. So you she would have the she physicality. Have the yeah. yeah, she'd be able to do that. Well, I think that was that was right, well, not right after, but, you know, after, like, Rhythm Nation and things like that that had a similar feel and aesthetic to it. Yeah, almost. it not similar, but you know what I'm saying. Like, close enough tie that I could actually see it very well. So Okay, so, all right. Now, I'm just picturing, I'm switching the... um picture in my head from trinity as Car- carrie Ma- moss's trinity to janet jackson suddenly the pants go away yeah she wouldn't have pants she wouldn't have pants i don't know janet jackson has a thing about pants she doesn't like them yeah <laughs> well here's the deal when you're a dancer yeah. you need range of motion you need freedom to move and i'm gonna say leather and pleather is really bad with dancing because there's a lot of chafing and there's a lot of friction. So you don't yeah. want to like set your coochie on fire when you're dancing through <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> that would have been a completely different rhythm nation. <laughs> uh, all right. So that is the Matrix in a nutshell. I mean, I love this movie. And I thought that Neo's acting or Keanu's acting were, was excellent. Yeah. I can't say enough nice things about the Matrix, and I keep forgetting how important it is to, like, the grand scheme of cinema mm-hmm. to, until I watch it. And then I'm thinking, like, why don't I watch this more? Right. Yeah, I think that, too. So, anyway, I'm looking forward to next week with John Wick because this is the only one I actually haven't seen before. All right. It's awesome. I'm excited. I'm a little I'm a little apprehensive about the dog thing. Oh, uh, it's awful. Because I know there's a dog thing and I know I'm not gonna like the dog thing. And I, I don't, mm. make sure you when you're watching John Wick, you got your bowl of popcorn and you've gone to the bathroom because you're not gonna be able to take your uh, eyes off the screen. Mm-hmm. It's nonstop, constant action. It's awesome. Excellent. I am yep. looking forward to it. So do we have any internet quotes this week? It has nothing to do with the matrix, but it's close. Good. Okay, so this is at Kyle Plant Emoji on Twitter. I made some offhand comment about hating how I looked in front of my nephew. And he looked at me and said, just because you would change part of something doesn't mean you can't love it. And I was like, wow, making up this story about a fake kid really has changed my perspective. (laughs) I like it. So if you are... If you consider yourself part of our Nerdy Bitches Book Club, and if you're part of our uh, thing on on Facebook, you've seen these. But if not, I think I posted them on Twitter as well. 
I made these fun little door hangers for we're doing a monthly read-in day. Uh, it's the third Saturday of every month. We are just planning it. You know, everybody says, I don't have enough time to read. I don't have time. Blah, blah. So, you know, in advance, the third Saturday of every month is going to be our reading day. You're going to need to plan around it. Get your kids set down with the book. Send them to grandma's. I don't care. Sit down and read. So what I did was I made these cute little door hangers uh, for our reading club members. And one side says, uh, go away, I'm reading. And the other side, which is a little more fun, says, fuck off, I'm reading. So you can just put that on your door and get some quiet and privacy uh, for your reading day. Because what I find is that if you don't do something like that, everyone in your household thinks that because you're sitting around reading that you are, quote, doing nothing. It's like, I'm not doing nothing. I am reading. So this is not the time to come and talk to me about 27 different new things. So... You know, I, I think that you are missing an opportunity here because you're talking about people within the house. So mm -hmm. um, it also is very nice to hang on the outside of your door. <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the house, the door facing the street. Fuck that off. That's yeah. right. Yeah. If I had more people coming by my house close enough to see it, honestly, I should just make a door sign that says, fuck off, I'm reading and you're waking up the dogs. So we yep. had a cute little puppy over here yesterday for a couple hours that I was puppy sitting and dear God, if everyone in the world didn't somehow walk past the door and set my dogs off, which then startled and woke up this adorable little tiny puppy. And I was like, shut up. So. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, people are the worst. They are the worst. But not <laughs> you, because you're our podcast listeners and we love you. As Good long point. as you stay on your side of the street. And don't knock on the door. We don't need don't. to get the dogs involved. We don't yeah. need the dogs involved. Text me. And if you don't know my number, you shouldn't be here anyway. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us for week three of Keanu Weeks and happy birthday, Heather, for you because it's an awesome thing that's happening this week uh, and you're still in quarantine. So that part sucks. But I sent you uh, Richard Simmons in short shorts. So yes, he's adorable. I know. Yeah, it's, it's making me want to actually break out my old sweat into the oldies VHS. I've got, I've got them. So I don't have the VHS. I have the DVDs. Ooh. Yeah. I don't have anything that could play it. <laughs> you know, that's sort of the problem. Yeah. In my um, in my uh, high school makeup uh, gym day, mm -hmm. when you had to, because you had to go to gym. And if you didn't go to, you had to do a makeup gym day. Yep. We, we basically did sweat into the oldies. I know. That's why I sent him to you. Yeah. I remembered we talked about that on an episode before, but I got one for myself too because he's too damn cute. Not he's too. awesome. So. And he's smiling. Like most of them don't smile. Yeah. He's a Target exclusive. If you, oh, I should have mentioned this is a Funko Pop, by the way. I, I yeah. didn't just buy Richard Simmons and send him to your house in short shorts, though if I could, I would have. Or at least yeah, but like, he's missing. got him a cameo or something. <laughs> but no, this is a Funko Pop and it was a Target exclusive. I'll put, an, I'll put a picture of this up on our Instagram page because I had been avoided posting him because I didn't want to ruin the surprise for Heather before uh, she got it. So, Oh yes, please do. Yep. So anyway, uh, that's all for this week and we will catch you guys next time. Music provided by www.bensound.com, and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com.
you don't want to like set your coochie on fire. <laughs>